Hi everyone, Sandman here. This is the next installment in my Women Only series, and this one is about women-only taxicabs. The perception by many women is that taxicabs are too dangerous for them. There is the constant threat of women being raped or sexually taken advantage of while riding in a cab. If you walk around in a clubbing district in any major western city like New York, Toronto, Miami, or London, you'll notice that after last call, there are typically a lot of drunken people that want to get into cabs, and cab drivers circling around them like vultures trying to get a fare. But if you look closely, you will often see cab drivers refusing fares because they don't want to clean puke up from drunken passengers. It's a weird trade-off. Taxi drivers make most of their money on the weekends, but to make that money, they often have to accept drunken people in their cabs. And if it's a Friday night and someone pukes in your cab, then you have to take valuable time cleaning up the puke from the seats and the floor before accepting your next fare. That's what the majority of cab drivers are thinking about on a Friday or Saturday night. I'm sure that most of them are not thinking about raping their passengers. They risk losing their taxi license and livelihood if they are caught sexually assaulting their passengers. My father was a taxi driver in Canada and former Yugoslavia for 20 years, and the threat to taxi cabs was usually against the cabbies. My father never carried much money while driving his cab or wore any jewelry at all. He was always afraid that someone was going to assault him while he was driving. He would also keep five and ten dollar bills outside any wads of cash that he might be carrying, just in case one of his passengers decided to grab the money and make a run for it. They would think twice before grabbing a wad of bills that were mostly lower denomination. That's why many cab companies have installed protective barriers between the cabbies and the passengers, especially in places like New York City. There are also panic buttons that are designed for the cab drivers to press so that other vehicles can be alerted to a robbery or assault to the cab driver. Even with this cleanup duty, there will probably be a lot more women deciding to become cabbies because most female passengers are less likely to assault female cabbies. Women-only taxis are now available in Melbourne, Australia, India, London, England, Mexico City, Israel, Qatar, and even Cairo, Egypt. Iran also has a taxi service for women. All of these places have adopted women-only taxi services in the last five to ten years. And more places, including here in Canada, are thinking about introducing them. And these cabs are actually called pink taxis. I think that having female-only taxi cabs socializes women that men are not to be trusted. There could be legislation set up to make sure that all cabs have cameras installed inside of them to ensure both the safety of the driver and the passenger. There is no need to create a separate class of taxis and start treating men as second-class citizens in the civilization that they designed and built. The truth of the matter is that men are more likely to own their own vehicles when compared to women. So women take cabs more often than men. So female cab drivers will probably make more money than male ones because they'll have a larger pool of female passengers to choose from. And women are more likely to ride in a pink cab because of the perception of safety. Social comfort rules the day in this case. What's next? Are public transit companies going to start running buses that are women only? Are men going to have to wait twice as long as women for a bus? Or maybe women only buses will roll past them in the dead of winter? Playing on women's rape fears is an easy way to get women to part with their money 
and make your goods and services stand out in the market. The pink cabs might have female drivers, but in reality, it's more important to find out who owns the taxi licenses or taxi plates for those particular cabs. Taxi plates or licenses are expensive, and many cabbies rent them from the owners. So if more women become cab drivers, they will effectively be paying money to a third party. And in most cases, that third party will most likely be a man. In many Western countries, driving a cab is a profession that allows many immigrants to support their families when they first arrive in a new country. And most companies in Western countries don't hire new immigrants without local experience. So the rise in pink or women-only cabs will hurt recent immigrants. With regards to driving skills, if you believe the statistics, then you will see that men tend to get into more catastrophic car accidents and women tend to get into more fender benders. So it's likely that women cab drivers will get into a lot more smaller accidents than their male counterparts. This will increase the premiums on cab insurance as well as create more work for body shops. A situation might develop where there is a shortage in the number of female cab drivers as female cab drivers lose their licenses due to too many car accidents. Perhaps cab companies will just raise the insurance premiums across the board for both male and female cab drivers. Time will tell. Body shop workers are also typically male. So what's next? Women-only body shops to help women-only cab drivers fix their vehicles? There are a lot of complaints from women that auto mechanics and body shops treat women very poorly. A male entrepreneur should try to find and train women to work as mechanics and then hire them to work on women's cars. Whatever the case, pink taxis are here to stay, and their popularity will probably continue to increase with time. There are ways to ensure the safety of men and women, and if we can use the same taxis, we don't have to build a society that provides greater value for one sex while excluding the other. Men are increasingly seen as disposable and with less value if they aren't given their own spaces in society. Civilization is working even harder to ensure that men are seen less important by women and themselves. You have to destroy a person's self-esteem first before you can convince them to settle for less. If men perceive themselves to be second-class citizens, then they're more likely to take shit from women and governments that control society. If women perceive themselves as more important than men, then we will have a society where they will treat men with disrespect and this will create a two-tier society. We need a world where men and women have equal rights and privileges, not a society where women are protected at the cost of both male dignity and respect. Anyways, enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.